Hello, everybody. Welcome along to another episode of the Transformation Code podcast. My name is Tommy Gentleman, and I'd like to quickly hand over to Kat to say hello. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm sat here in England. The sun's shining finally, which um, you know hey. doesn't doesn't last that long for us here. But it's whenever the sun comes out, everybody's mood changes, and and it's a real positive atmosphere around here at the moment. However, you are immersed in a positive uh, environment because. You're over in Australia, obviously, where you're li- where you're living at the moment. But you've just been to Filex Convention. Yes. Which, for people incredible. that don't know what that is, do you want to just kind of give them a little bit of a, a bit of a picture as to what this is all about? Yeah, I just had a crazy week actually. I went to Filex, which is a, a massive fitness convention in in Melbourne, um, and they have some of the world's best speakers in basically human performance and anything kind of physical, but there's a lot of mind-body stuff there as well. It's a massive expo where they have strongman, MMA, CrossFit, all sorts of things going on at the expo, but then they also have the convention, which is a lot of uh, seminars, lectures, um, and workshops and things you can participate in. So I have a head exploding with all of that, Mm -hmm. and then two days later um, I went to Tony Robbins and... Nick Vujicic, which I've just finished um, at that, so yeah, my brain is like exploding right now, as it does when you go to those amazing things, and I thought we'd leverage off some of the things um, that I've learned and, and just share some stuff with you guys and also um, help, help you guys with just how to move forward in, in your goals and how to obviously transform the areas of your life that you're wanting to move forward, and uh, so I'd like to really share some of the, the highlights of what I learned from from these conventions and uh, hopefully they'll be really um, practically practical and able to help you in your life right now. Sure, yeah, yeah. And guys, if, you, if you're listening to this and you have never been to any kind of convention that we're talking about or, you know, the thought of going to one of these seems like a bit, bit of an alien thing to do, um, it's just like going to, to any kind of um, thing or event that you don't usually do. So this feeling that Kat has right now, which I love because I, I love getting this feeling myself, can come from going on holiday. It can come from going to the theatre. It can come from even sitting at home watching a movie that is a sort of movie you never usually watch. Um, it's a feeling of stepping outside of your current um, space. It's like you've got to break this space in order to open up your mind to the new and be able to evolve and evolve your thinking and get fresh creative juices flowing. So um, very quickly, to, to kind of summarize that, that process, it's almost like stage one, before any of this happens, Kat, you would have had this yourself, um, stage one is the opportunity to go to something like this. The opportunity comes across, it could be somebody saying to you, look, check out this, this webpage, tickets are only available for a certain amount of time, are you interested? You've then got to make a cognitive choice, do you do it, which is to step outside that comfort zone and book the time off and book the travel arrangements and find out if you can financially go or do you just say no I'm okay and let the opportunity pass that's stage one the thought process behind taking a step taking that step out and taking that step forwards stage two is the step itself it's the process it's the experience it's that feeling of seeing new faces hearing new information being inspired that process is an amazing process it feels great And then step three is looking back on the step. 
And that's kind of where we're at today with you, Kat, isn't it? Because we're looking back at that step, that few days, that experience you've just had and thinking, what are, what are the best things that we can take from that to help the listeners with this, with this podcast to move forwards themselves? Yeah, nicely summed up. That's really a really great way to sum it up because um, if you don't evaluate and think about what you're actually going to implement and then you go home with just a whole lot of information in your mind and it's not necessarily going to translate into anything actually changing in your life. Sure, yeah. And I guess that kind of does filter down on a on a basic level here with the podcast, you know, listening to an episode, it's, you know, we are, we are very um, grateful that you like the sound of our voice and you enjoy listening to us on this podcast, but ultimately we want you to be able to apply um, and implement the knowledge and, and, and the information that you suck into your brain. Um, so even with this podcast here, you can, you can make sure that you've got something to move forwards with as a result of listening to it. Um, so we're going to be doing this in a bit of a two-part, aren't we, Kat? So this is kind of like the first one where you're fresh off the of seeing the big man himself, Tony Robbins, and, and the Phylets Convention. You've got a couple of things you want to run through with um, the listeners and, and myself today, but we're going to be doing a more detailed podcast after. So this is like part one, a short kind of setup podcast, if you like. But we would strongly encourage you to listen to part two because we're going to be introducing some of our own um, NLP coaching techniques to help you to achieve high levels of of state change, to feel really good and energized um, about what's going on in your life. So that's pretty much where it is today, isn't it, Kat? So should we get started? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first the first one we want to do is is more, um, I would say, more inspirational. And the second one will be a little bit more educational where we've had it cool. out and really um, show you how you can apply it. Um, so uh, when I say inspirational, <clears throat> I don't mean just like get you hyped up and, and rah, rah, you know, think yep. positive and go out there and do it. So that's what the theme of this podcast is, is um is that it's beyond just getting motivated, just going to an event and getting motivated. And I go to a lot of events. I love uh, conferences, conventions, seminars. I'm a junkie. Um, but over the the kind of 20 years of my personal development journey, I've, I've learned that there's no point just going and getting all fired up and having this amazing buzz and then not actually doing anything with it. And I'm very challenged by it. I still have to, to really make a conscious effort to... Uh, yeah, think about what I'm going to do afterwards and take the time to to sort out what is a priority. So I'm letting it settle a little bit. But um, I'm still on the conference buzz, so mm-hmm. I want to make sure I leverage that because yeah. there's not many um, times that you get to see someone like Tony Robbins, who's basically the number one peak performance coach in the world. Yeah. Uh, he's been going for 38 years wow. that he's been doing what he's been doing. And you can... You can hear it in his voice, like he, um, and even when he claps, like he doesn't actually clap because, I mean, you know, we were clapping a whole lot of the time. And yep. He's he's shouting and he just gives absolutely everything he's got. You know, he's just so energetic and he's fifty five and wow. he's just going strong. He doesn't have to be keeping doing what he's doing. He, you know, he's got multi billionaires. Yeah, I don't know how much he earns, but he's. You know, he doesn't have to work, that's yep. for sure. Yep. But uh, he's just so passionate about it, and that passion really comes across. So you get this physiological change in your body. You, you feel amazing, uh, but it's it's more than that. It's not just, uh, you know, let's make you feel good like you would at a group exercise class and get that adrenaline going. It's actually you're getting um, 
you're getting truth and you're getting psychology that's that's actually going to change your life and that's why it's so exciting sure yep Absolutely. I mean, he's kind of paved the way for many people, uh, many professionals and coaches that are very well established now. And <clears throat> excuse me, most of them will always credit him, saying that they started out going to his workshops, to his seminars, and and that kind of thing. But even um, myself, I mean, I've got the Personal Power Two um, program, which I've had for oh, yeah. for years, and I remember doing that. I was quite young when I when I did it, and um, it did change a lot. For me, so the fact that you got to see the, the guy himself in you know in person, go to one of his live seminars, that's amazing. And um, a lot of the work that he does, or the, a lot of the information and advice that he gives, is all about the fact that we ask ourselves questions, isn't it? And we've 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 talked about this before about how we always internally ask ourselves questions. You're probably doing it right now, listening to this podcast. You're probably asking yourself questions. And if you're not, the fact that I just said that probably has made you notice that you are actually asking yourself questions right now. Um, you're probably asking yourself, do I ask myself questions? Um, but be the case, you are always, we are always evaluating the world around us. And we can use these questions to empower us. We can use these questions to make us feel good and to have clarity in our thinking. Or we can use these questions to bog ourselves down. But we want to do the first thing. We want to use these questions to empower us and to take control over what happens in our daily life. Um, so we've got three questions. Well, rather, you've got three questions, haven't you, Kat, that, that um, people can ask themselves to gain that clarity and to be inspired in order to know what they need to do and what they want to do right now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, are the questions... Like, like you say, the questions that we ask ourselves, it's often on an unconscious level, like we're filtering out things to see whether they're going to align with our values and beliefs and what's important to us. And uh, this process is happening anyway, so if we actually take conscious control of it, we can direct the questions to help us rather than hinder us. So it's, it's looking at uh, other questions that I'm, I'm kind of asking myself unconsciously, like not even, this is not a logical thing it's like what's going on and um, um, answers that are going to help me rather than answers that are going to disempower me for example if we keep saying to ourselves um, not even really in our awareness but kind of this underlying why do I always do that why do mm. I always fail why do I always give up why do I why does this always happen to me like um have you heard people <clears throat> excuse me say oh if it's going to happen to someone it'll happen to me mm. and it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy those people um it, it does happen to them. It, it, they're speaking it out over themselves all the time. And I've learned this from experience because I've had a lot of things happen to me that I thought was just like coincidence. It's like why does okay, a tree falls, it can fall anywhere, and it falls on my car, like completely writes it off. So I'm thinking, okay, the car, you know, the car happened to be in the place where the tree fell. That is just like, you know, a, bad luck or whatever but actually a lot of things were happening to me and I didn't realize that I was part of the the problem and, the, and what I was saying to myself was actually um, part of the problem I was asking questions like why does this always happen to me uh, and I was saying things like um, uh, like oh typical or no surprises 
and that kind of thing. And it's yeah. actually feeding this this cycle. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it's a journey for me. I'm still not out the other side of it yet, but uh, just catching myself and being more aware of it. And because the un- unconscious mind needs repetition, it is actually practice. It's not like one day you get this light bulb moment and then yeah. from, from then on, uh, nothing bad ever happens to you again because it's yeah, there's always going to be things that are going to come at us. But it's practicing my reaction to it, and, and that's definitely a journey for me. Uh, so the first question um, th- that I think is helpful for us to ask is what is important to me? Like, what is important to me? Because because we have a filtering system which is always looking for what's important and what's not important. If we're focusing on what we don't want and what's not important to us and kind of getting distracted on what is not important to us, that's taking up our time and often edging out the things that are actually important. Mm. And this is um, classic uh, seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey, talking about the urgent and the important. So it was funny, like I got home last night from, from the event on an absolute high, like absolutely buzzing. Mm. But it was more like this internal like, whoa, like what do I need to what do I need to let go of and what do I need to take hold of? Um and I couldn't sleep, and I started writing post-it notes. And so <laughs> I wrote one, and I put it on the fridge, and it was like, and it just said, "What is important to me?" And I don't know where that came from, but I just thought, every time I go to the fridge, mm-hmm. or every time I want to make a decision in terms of what I'm going to eat, I want to think, "What is important to me?" And I used to have a note on my fridge that said, "Do you really want that?" And it meant I was about to open the fridge. Do you really want that cat? And my unconscious would go, yes, I do. I really want that. And because I was acting out of an emotional decision, like, yes, I'm hungry. I really want to eat something or actually I'm bored and I really actually do want a distraction. But um, writing the right question, what I believe is the right question for me at the moment is what is important to me? Health, more than anything, like more than – in terms of making decisions for my food, my my health and my well-being and my vitality is more important to me than, yeah. than taste. So it's just like this this trigger, this reminder, what's important to me. And I've put one up on my bedroom wall. I've put one um, on my phone so that I can just keep reminding myself throughout the day what, what is important to me. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, it's um, something that would seem so obvious, but if we actually take a second to really think about what is important specifically, it's so good for our creative part of our brain and, and also having that purpose. Another way that I've um, that I looked into uh, what Tony Robbins asks in his training is um, what's more real, you know, especially with, with – it's about consequences. Like if you do an action – there's always going to be a consequence. And if you have a choice, then it means you have more than one action that you can possibly do. When you go to the fridge, for example, using the same example as you there, what's more real? Is it going and, and having that food type or substance that you were going to go for? Is it the consequence that that brings, which could be more frustration and not being you know, the best shape or whatever it is that you're aiming for? What's more real? Is it that or is it actually having that extreme amount of pride and pleasure associated with actually achieving um, that goal that you're looking for? So what, what, is, more, what is important to you? Um, really, what is it? Think about it. And post-it notes for you, Kat, they, that's a, you know, a fan favorite of yours, isn't it? Yeah, 
yeah, it is. Um, and I've got to change them all the time because otherwise they become like wallpaper. Yeah, I was going to say, do you do you rotate? Do you kind of because if I was to do a post-it note. I'm pretty sure it'd still be there in a year because it's not something I'm, <laughs> I'm used to doing. Um, but do you do you kind of have a system? Um, not so much a system, but I do because they're post-it notes. I just pull them off and, and replace them. But I did what I did do last night is write I am statements on post-it notes and put them all over my toilet door. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't I haven't seen my housemates. I haven't been home yet, and <laughs> since I put them on this morning and. Uh, they, I left a blank stack and some pens in the toilet, so I haven't seen if they've actually <laughs> written their own statements or if they just think, oh, Kat's been at Tony Robbins, she's in this weirdo motivational state. But uh, I was thinking about how much I had been focusing on what I don't want, mm. and I really need to just keep telling myself who I am, what I what I want, and speaking it out as though it's as though it's real you know like yeah. you were saying what's real and I'm really into the um focusing on the unseen world you know visualization imagination and um seeing things that we can't yet see mm-hmm. and Nick, Nick was talking about this tonight about he he was born with no arms and legs and he had to imagine in his future like um what he sorry there's just a plane going over <laughs> Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Uh, He had to imagine his life, you know, with a wife, with kids, what that could look like. And he said that he just had to keep thinking about that over and over and over and over again through repetition for him to change the conditioning that was in his head from the bullying he'd received, basically, that, um, yeah, how can he ever make it in life? And... If you start speaking out these statements, I am, I believe um, you start to believe them mm-hmm. just through the power of repetition. So I am powerful. I am strong. I am courageous. I am unstoppable. All those things, you might not feel them right now, but you keep telling yourself, and it's amazing the actions that will follow from that. And I hadn't done that kind of exercise for a while, so I kind of did a bit of, a bit of an update, pulled down my old stuff and put up some some new ones nice so your writing doesn't writing things down doesn't kind of gel with you so much yeah no it it does but in a different way so i usually do it in a you know in a book um or i'll put it up if i put something up on the wall then it usually stays there for a while so when i do it there's a massive creative process behind it and it and it does work for me um but I think I'm probably a little bit guilty of leaving them up there too long. Maybe just need to think about doing them regularly in order to change that, keep it fresh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you've done it visually for a while, maybe do it auditory for a while. Uh, maybe, yeah, different kind of ways of getting it into our, into our, like kind of embodying it and uh, saying it out loud. I think it's really powerful as well. Like looking, looking yourself in the mirror and saying it, and it sounds really cheesy, but what we say to ourselves is more important than what other people say about us. Yep. So it, if you can hear someone say it over and over and over again and not necessarily believe it, so what comes out of our mouth about ourselves is really important. And, and we may say something out loud, but internally we're saying like, no, actually I'm a failure, I'm crap, I always give up, I can never complete things. So, you know, all those yeah. things that, that are going on internally. So we have to change that programming. 
Yeah, sure. And, and with regards to saying things out loud as well, a little tip can be sometimes say things, say things three times. Um, we Our brains work well with three, the pattern of three. Um, you'll see it in advertising, you'll see it in, in TV shows, you'll see it in songs three times. You know, saying things three times really does get into our conscious and unconscious mind. And when we're talking to clients and talking to friends or whatever it is and someone admits something, Quite often, the first time they say it out loud, it will be kind of masked with a bit of humour, um, especially if it's something they're not, they're not proud of. So, for example, if you're talking to a friend or you're looking in the mirror and, and, and all of a sudden it comes out and you say, yeah, yeah, I, I'm just really lazy, you know, and it's kind of a little bit of a laugh, a bit of a, a bit of humour involved. But if you actually said it again, that humour would, would decrease. And then the third time, you'd actually pay attention a lot more to what you're saying. And it would resonate a lot more, and that sometimes can be very effective. So when you're when you're looking in the mirror and saying these things, say it three times because the first time you say it, you might feel a bit strange because you're talking to yourself, and, <laughs> and you know you might you might notice something about your face or you know the usual things you notice when you look in the mirror that might kick in you know subconsciously. So the first time you're not really going to notice it fully. The second time it's just kind of like you know actually this is this is happening, and then the third time that's the real message. So um, go for it, try it. But you know if you're doing it in the mirror make sure no one's watching you because that makes you look a little odd. Um, if you're going to do it on your own, make sure that literally there's no one else there because you just want to be able to tap into that yourself and not to be disturbed or, or interrupted or to feel embarrassed about doing that. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> Tell yourself how amazing you are. Cause you are. Indeed. That's why, that's why I've got enough. a, that's why I've got a six foot mirror in my office. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so that's the first question, and I think uh, we've already gone on to the second question about what am I focusing on. Yeah. These are just some questions that I think are important for all of us to ask all the time, but kind of I was really challenged by the reminder of this, and Socrates says all learning is, is remembering. Like Everything we learn, we're just remembering kind of who we are, who we used to be, or who we truly are, and, and often it's not new stuff that we're learning. Like often it's reminders or refreshing and it's like Zig Ziglar says you know motivation you can't it's like a shower you can't just have one and then and then expect it to keep going we've got to keep in the environments where we're going to where we're going to lift ourselves up and and um, challenge ourselves and like you said get out of our comfort zone you can't just do that once and have an experience and then um kind of that it's going to keep lasting and lasting. So we've got to have these regular putting ourselves in environment, environments where we are challenged, where we can get out of our comfort zone, where we can be reminded of, of what we know but we've maybe forgotten or we haven't, we haven't looked at it for a while. But also I think from a different level because if you're growing and expanding and always challenging yourself and trying new things and practicing skills, you should be going back to these events uh, at with new eyes and then when you learn information again you can actually absorb it from absorb it from a different level um in your life because anything that's not growing is dying so mm. if you continually put yourself in these environments and it doesn't need to be a big massive um event it can be just a small group you might be meeting with just a few friends who you're getting together and and talking about your goals and what you want to achieve and Anything that's going to uh, have an element of someone holding you accountable, so whether it's a partner, a coach, a supportive friend, whatever it is, um, to be actually looking at things over and over 
and over and be reminded. Um, so sometimes the questions may not be uh, kind of earth-shattering, like, mm-hmm. um, oh, my gosh, a lightning bolt came down. It can just be like a just a, right, where am I at? Like, where am I at right now? And if if you, if you know where you're going but you don't know where you're at, you know, you think about a map, if you know your destination – but you don't actually know where you are on the map. So I've, I've got this old phone at the moment that I'm using, which um, is really slow. And so I keep, <laughs> I was driving to the event today going, where am I? Where am I? So I could see the, like, it was thinking and loading. I was just like, oh, my gosh, tell me where I am. Tell me where I am. And I missed the turnoff, and I started going over the Harbour Bridge. And <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be on this bridge, and, and now it's going to charge me a toll for being on a bridge I don't want to be on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we've got to know where we're at. So that's that's kind of another um, question that we can ask ourselves is, where, where am I at right now? Like, let's have a look, a really good, honest Uh, look at where we're at. So where am I at with my finances? Like, where am I at right now? Where am I at in my relationships? Are they flourishing? Are they thriving? Where am I at in my fitness, in my health, in my nutrition, in my mindset? Am I in a good place emotionally? So another great question to ask is just where I'm at. Just write it down. Dot points. If you're listening to this and you you have the the ability to, to... Grab a pen and paper now and just just jot these down. Um, I recommend you just write these questions. Just take, It doesn't have to take long, just a couple of minutes. Just kind of put it down. Where am I at right now? Yeah. Do it. Do it. So I've got what's important to me. What am I focusing on? Mm-hmm. Where am I at? I had three, but I've got four now. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing I loved about Tony Robbins. So... Someone gave me his tape series when I was a teenager, so about 20 years ago. And one thing I loved about it is he would always talk about taking action. Like Mm -hmm. he'd always say the sign of a new decision is action. And he said at the event, never leave the site of a goal-setting environment without deciding what action you're going to take. Yeah. And I'm really guilty of going to a lot of things and going, oh, that was really great, all this knowledge, all this information. Um, and then getting home with and going, okay, I'm going to write on my to-do list to go through my notes, highlight my notes, and take action on it. And yeah. then months later, it's still there. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So he didn't let us leave the room until we'd actually committed to the actions and told people around us about it. Mm-hmm which was fantastic, and then we had um, we had accountability people that would uh, catch up with us the next day and ask us if we'd done it, so it was, it was really powerful. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a, I went to see um, Brendan Bouchard in uh, L.A. a couple of years ago. Oh, um, brilliant. Four-day workshop out there, and um, one of the things we had to do was, you know, like you said, come up with a plan and actually speak to the, a random person to get – contact details from this person and to actually arrange a date to um to touch base to say have you done it yet it's so good yeah simple very simple but but that that date and that person's always in the back of your mind and you feel like you've got a an extra reason to do it yeah because we'll let ourselves down all the time but we don't like letting other people down yeah we don't like I know when I'm doing uh, F45, the training I've been doing recently, 
I just don't want the trainer not to respect me. It's this weird. If the trainer's watching, I just something in me goes harder. Yes, yeah. it's, it's bizarre, and I think it's human nature. You know, we we want to avoid pain, but if someone's watching, we we want to show that we're really working hard. And it's the power of a peer group, power yeah. of um, doing things together, because you do pull more out of yourself, and other people pull more out of you uh, than when you're by yourself. Absolutely. 100%. It doesn't even have to be someone that knows anything. Like they don't have to have any of the knowledge. They don't even have to know about your goal because you probably know way more about your goal than they do. All they yeah. have to do is go, "Oh, you said you were going to do this. How, have you done it?" Yeah, that's all they need to do, exactly. and you just get convicted yourself. Like, oh, uh, uh, you stammer, <laughs> and you just—it's nailed. You know, it's, it's game over if you haven't. You just feel like crap. <laughs> Absolutely. So do everything you can for, to make it to make it real, eh? Yeah. So it was funny because I wrote a few things on my list, and um, he said just make them really, really small actions, but don't don't make a massive action and then not do it. So he mm. said just a few things that you can do tonight. He's like, don't go to bed until you've done them. So I I wrote on my list, write out five people that I'm going to ring and catch up with that I haven't talked to for a while, and then the lady that I talked to is he said you know she with a buddy. She go, I said, I'm going to ring five people. She goes, who? And I was like, well, I'm going to go home and write the list tonight. She goes, huh? write it now. Who are you going to ring? And she, like, made me do it. She made yes. me write the names. It was really <laughs> good. And then she, I said, I'm going to um, actually delete Facebook off my phone. Huh? And she goes, well, do it now. Do it while I'm watching you. Wow. <laughs> so cool. So I went back to my handbag, found my seat because I was, like, we are all – you know, clapping and dancing around. And um, she followed me back to my seat and I watched me get my phone at my handbag, delete Instagram and Facebook on my phone because I'd already deleted it off and added them back on. <laughs> but um, I was like, this is ridiculous, Kat. Like, I know this is a distraction for me. And I, but the, the why had to become strong. Like, yeah. I needed to know why I was deleting them off. And so I wrote down that um, instead of when I'm in a queue, um, checking my Facebook, feeling like I'm being productive. It's actually false. We've yeah. talked about this before, false feeling of product productivity. I'm going to talk to the person in the queue. And when I was um, on the plane on the way to Phylex in Melbourne, I wrote my intentions for Phylex. And I do this before yeah. pretty much everything I go to. Like, what's my intention? And last time I went, I wrote that I wanted to meet 50 people. Mm -hmm. I just want to meet 50 new people. This time I thought, well, I, I can't really control how many people are going to be around me or when I can meet people. So my intention for Firelex is to talk to everyone who's standing next to me. Mm -hmm. like anyone who comes kind of in a, a talking distance, I'm going to talk to. And so just having that intention and, and walking in on the first day, um, to talk to people, oh my gosh, I talked to so yeah. many people, more than, way more than 50. So I'm glad I didn't put 50 because I, I might have limited myself, one, two, yeah. you know. And went home with a stack of business cards, but so much more than that. Like so many people I didn't get cuts from. It was more like, how are you going? Yeah. Like sometimes people just want to unload and they just need someone there that will just listen to them and just go, actually, I'm feeling really sore. Like every time I wash my hands, at Filex, um in the bathroom, I talked to the girl next to me. How are you? She'd always say either loving it, like awesome, or she'd go really sore. Yeah. Like, she'd just done her third workout of the day or whatever. Yeah. 
uh, and it was just just so cool, like the amount of cool people in, at that place. And when you look for those cool people, you'll find them. Yeah. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. If you if you think people are, you know, in a bad mood, negative, whatever, it's because you've, you've kind of looked for that. But, sure. um, yeah, if you make an admission to just, just set your intention to see the good, find the good in people, you'll definitely see it. And I apologize for that massive tangent. No, no, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I remember when after coming back from LA from that um, four-day workshop over there, um, we had name badges on. And after the first day, you kind of got used to the fact that you talk to literally everybody and you look at their name badge and you say, oh, you know, hi, uh, hi, Dave. Um, all right, so you're from so-and-so and you get, you get chatting and, and start a conversation. I remember getting on the plane, coming back to the UK. I was on the Virgin Airlines flight. And I remember looking at everyone and like, smiling and, and being like oh, how's it going and, and even though there was no name tag and I thought how bizarre is this and I sat down and I remember writing in my book saying um treat people like they've got a name tag um wow. because cool. it was so easy to start a conversation but actually that's only one it's only like three words away from starting a conversation you know what's your name um it's that simple and, uh, and yeah, so it's the same kind of thing. It can be so easy just to hide in your phone, can't it? And not, not interact with people. Um, but there could be, I mean, especially those of us out there that, that um, you know, we're looking for partner or whatever, you could be, you could be sitting next to your future wife or husband and you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily know about it unless you were to kind of interact. Um, but yeah, a little bit of, a yeah. little bit of a tangent, but let, let's, um, We've got a. You've got another question, or, or, or a sort of mini three question, haven't you? To to finish off these questions with. Well, the last question was basically what what Tony said to us was, um, "Don't leave that environment without making a decision." So you get all um, inspired, and, and I mean, it was amazing. I was on such a high. I felt mm. oh, I can't even describe it. It was like. I looked around the room with so much love towards people and everyone was just smiling and had so much love for each other. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, so he, he made us do this activity where we, we walked up to someone and acted like they were a waste of our time, we were indifferent and we, we um, were grabbing our phone and we were just like not interested and we all had to kind of put our body language into that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, he lifted the energy and he said, right now I want you to pretend that um, if that person doesn't like you right now, you, like your family's going to die. And so just, he raised the level and then he said, right, I want you to run around the room and pretend that that's your long lost friend that you haven't seen for like 10 years and you absolutely love this person. And like, it was just amazing. Like seeing people's massive smiles, like, Oh my gosh, it's you. Yeah. And like, I know that not everyone's into the hugging thing and the high-fiving thing, and, but he is so much more than just barking you up and getting you motivated and yeah. positive. And he's, he actually, one of the first things he said is, I'm not a motivational speaker. People think that I am, but I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here to get you to find what you truly are here to do in this world and, and um, to get excited about it again. Yeah. And so... I mean, there were people picking each other up, spinning each other around, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow!" Like we've really, in our society, lost a lot of that human connection, and yeah. and just being so scared of people and so nervous about what people might think, and that fear of rejection, and it's really limiting us from uh, living the life that we want. And yeah. I only learned this because I used to be so scared of people and such an introvert, and um, 
I'd be the person that would put my headphones on and not want to talk to anyone on the plane. And when I was flying back from Phylex, um, I just couldn't help myself exactly like you, Tommy. I was like standing in queue and just couldn't stop talking to people. And I sat down next to the guy on the plane and I really actually wanted to write my notes out, but I got talking to him and he was um, having some struggles with, with work and I was able to listen to him and just like encourage him and, and um, I was thinking, wow, mm. like it's just it just took a choice and a decision to um, put myself out there even, even when it was hard and yeah. I still sometimes find it hard, but it just starts with that decision. So uh, for me, my biggest kind of light bulb moment from this, from these events I've been at, uh, is to make a decision, like make a powerful decision and know your why. So that's the last question I have is, um, is what are your three little decisions that you can make and take action on? Um, so it might be three decisions or it might just be three very small actions that you can take mm-hmm. to um, get you where, basically um, where you want to be, what's important to you and what you want to focus on and write them down. Awesome. Cool. So that's pretty much a wrap, but we're going to, um, we're going to go through and pad out, um, like how to, how to do this practically in terms of, um, Tony talked a lot about changing your state and I know that you've talked a lot about this as well, which I think would be really powerful for us to talk about. Sure thing. And then your story and your strategy. So we'll we'll go into that on part two of this. Yeah. So um, it's beyond motivation. <laughs> yep. It's beyond positive thinking. It's actually taking action. Yeah. And um, yeah, before you um, just turn this off and turn on the next podcast or music or whatever you're gonna about you're going to do after you've finished listening to this podcast, uh, stop, write something down, convert yep. to it, decide, and act. Absolutely. Beautifully said. All right. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to the second edition of this one and going into this detail with the state changes and everything. And I hope that listening, you listening right now, um, that you found this useful and, um, that you will now have something that you can go and do right away. Have an action point that you can do to take you a little bit closer to where you want to be. Okay, so that's all from me. I'm going to hand over to you, Kat, now to say goodbye, and then um, we're going to speak again soon. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the Transformation Code. We would love you to share this with your friends and people that you care about so that you can help the people that you love to transform. So please jump on our iTunes, subscribe, leave us a positive um, review. It really helps. And also jump on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash transformation code and share it. We really appreciate it. Awesome. All right, then, guys. Take it easy. We'll speak again soon. See you later, Kat. Bye.